Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're gonna to do a stock analysis on Accenture, ticker symbol ACN. In today's stock analysis, I'm gonna give my price target, look at 2022 Q2 results, look at earnings highlights from the last press release, look at my DCF model and go through a couple different scenarios, and lastly, give my final thoughts on Accenture as an investment. Now for a short plug for the channel. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis, and over 95% of my viewers are not subscribed. So now's your chance. Now, no further delay, back to your content. All right, now jumping into my price target. I currently have a Accenture at $280 in the next 12 months. They're currently trading around 320. So that's about a 12.5% downside risk there. In my DCF model, I have them around $250 a share and the EBITDA multiple of 374. I'll go into how I came across those numbers as well as different uh, scenarios once we get to the DCF model uh, section of the video. Now, some risk for Accenture straight off the bat is their price to earnings is around 32 and their 4 P&E is about 30. I'm not even sure if Apple or some of the, the, the FANG stocks are even really trading that high of a multiple. Now, uh, the, the $320 a share, which is where they're currently trading, really assumes a 15% growth rate from 2023 to 2026. And looking at their past growth rates, it's been highly inconsistent. So how much can we really rely on that to be true? My contention is it's probably going to, it's probably not going to play out that way. Now, the last thing I really want to say here is it's a great company, but right now it just seems a little too pricey for where it's currently trading. All right, jumping into earnings information for Q2 of 2022, reported on March 17th. Earnings per share normalized and gap came in in $2.54. They beat analyst expectations by 17 and 13 cents respectively. So good there on that. On the revenue side, they reported $15.05 billion for the quarter compared to analyst expectations of $14.67 billion, or beat by about $376 million. All right, next up, earnings highlights for Q2. Revenue growth for the quarter was 24% year over year. Consulting revenue was up 29%, and outsourcing revenue up 19%. So really good, strong growth there, especially from a historical perspective. We'll talk about that a little bit more later when we go through the DCF model. Now on the bookings, those were up 22% from Q2 of 2022. Bookings are essentially sales um, for the, so that's pretty strong. They reported 19.6 billion uh, new bookings for the quarter, which is very strong. Um, and their consulting bookings were at 10.9 billion and outsourcing at 8.7 billion. 20, uh, 2022 uh, guidance, uh, the revenue growth was guided between 24 and 26% growth. We'll use the 24% growth in our model um, that I'll share with you in a moment. And the free cash flow estimate for 2022 came in at 8 to 8.5. Jumping on my DCF model for ACN, let's talk about some of the inputs and assumptions. So first off, starting with growth rate, I have them at 24% for 20, full year 2022. They guided between 24 and 26. So this is just the, the conservative side of it. In 2023 and forward, I have them moving to 10%, 7.5%, 7 7%, and 7%. We'll talk about why I chose those a little bit further down. The EBITDA, we'll talk about how I chose that and the free cash flow for 2022. I put that in the middle of their guidance between eight to eight and a half. So I put it 8.25. The discount rate for them, I put them at 10%. Um, and the long-term growth rate, I had them at 5% because it lines up with how they've been growing historically. And uh, an EBITDA multiple, I put them at five with current shares outstanding around 634 million 
and net debt around $12.8 billion. Now, their DCF calculation, as I mentioned earlier, is $250 a share and the EBITDA multiple 374. Now, some of the special considerations as we go through this, um, the Accenture was guiding to 24% growth, the free cash flow guided between 8 to 8.5. The free cash flow is guided lower on a higher revenue in 2022. We'll show that here in a second. And $320 a share would be supported if it grew up 15%, and it's unlikely based on their historical record. And the strong bookings of 20, uh, strong bookings may, may make 20% growth in 2023 possible, and I'll show you those scenarios. So starting first off with the free cash flow being uh, lower on a higher guidance. So as you see in 2021, at revenue of $50 billion, they had free cash flow of 8.395. Now it could come in at 8.5, but based off of the range, if we go in the middle of it, it is going to be relatively um, relatively uh, smaller ratio. And if we just look at their free cash flow ratios over the last two years or over the last seven years, we can see that the last two years between 2020 and 2021 have had, we've seen significantly higher margins, you know, like three to 4% higher than the previous years. While the, the margins were growing from 10.5 all the way up to 13.9 over the range between 2014 and 2019, it is still a pretty big jump. And you can kind of see that, that um, if it does hit 8.25, it's gonna jump back down to closer where they were in 2018 and 2019, around 13.7. So the free cash flow margin, I assumed moving into the future would stay in the $13 range. And that does, uh, I feel like go conservative. Obviously, if it's trending upward, you could possibly say this is gonna go 13.5, 14, you know, and, and, and kind of raise those over time as well. Um, EBITDA ratios, I kept those at 16%. You can see over the course of their, you know, the last seven, eight years, they've basically stayed relatively the same, basically between high 15.8 to seven, basically 17. So I think it's pretty, pretty fine if we just keep those 16. It doesn't look like that has been changing much. Revenue growth side, this is a big thing here is you can look at their revenue growth over the, you know, the time period we're looking at here between 2015 and 2021. And we've seen growth rates of three and a half, 5.9, 10, 13, 5.4, 2.6, and 14% in the years preceding this estimated growth between 24 and 26. So seeing this very high inconsistency in uh, their revenue growth, they have some really strong years followed by some years that aren't so great. So what I tried to do here was, we know for 2022, it's gonna be higher. That's really good to see. But what are we going to see for 2023 and beyond? And so I went a little bit more conservative towards the 10% range. Their bookings do look good. So this could be off. We'll, we'll go through a scenario where it's a little bit higher. But for my for my conservative model, which is the one that I share, I had to keep that a little bit lower, 10. And then I uh, go to 7.5, keep it at 7 for the next two years. Because I think that's a pretty good um, middle ground between some of these high acceleration years where they're growing um, low, low double digits to um, some years where they're growing, you know, mid single digits. So <clears throat> try to strike a little bit of a um, common ground or a middle ground between those two growth rates. And so that's kind of where we landed on our numbers. So um, one thing I did, so this is, this model is basically with what everything is. I have them at 250. Now, if they, and one thing I did want to point out is 
at their current share price of three hundred and twenty dollars a share um you really have to assume that in the years following twenty twenty two that they're going to grow at a fifteen percent growth rate and that brings your model up to three hundred and twenty dollars a share in the dcf so um it is possible however in my opinion based off of what we just went through with the revenue growth fifteen percent uh moving forward and you know you know over year over year would be incredible it would double their size over the next five years and um, we just haven't seen the revenue growth being that consistent as not even 15 percent two years in a row they've only had one year above 15 percent or actually one year yeah only one year above 15 percent and that's the year that they're currently in so um it's it's very highly unlikely that they're going to be able to sustain that um, the next thing I wanted to go through was what happens, um, you know, in 2023, as I said, strong bookings. What if they're able to get closer to 20%? What happens in that case? Um, and that does improve, that does improve their DCF calculation from about 250 to 274, which is closer to where I'm, you know, targeting them um, in the short run. All right, now for my final thoughts on Accenture as an investment. As I mentioned in my price target slide, Accenture is a world-class consulting firm and they are best in class, world-class at what they do. And with that, they do deserve a premium for what they currently trade. However, I do think with my DCF around 250, that's a little bit too pricey and too much. There's not enough margin there for me to feel comfortable. Looking at some other you know, metrics like the price to earnings I shared earlier, it does look a little too expensive as well as when we went through some of the historic growth rates versus what we're what i believe analysts are projecting through 2026 around 15 percent after 2022 that just hasn't played out in the past and i don't think there's any signs of that playing out in the future especially over a five-year period even if we project out good growth for them in 2023 it still doesn't get us anywhere close to 320 dollars a share unless you're assuming that they continue growing like that in the next three years prior or three years following so in my opinion those are assumptions that again would have to be proven now one thing that could change in this whole model that we didn't really talk about a ton was if their free cash flow margins increase so i did mention and i did point out that in the last two years in 2021 and 2022 uh sorry 2020 and 2021 we saw that their free cash flow margin went from about 13 percent up to 16 and 17 percent respectively and that would be a really good sign as well as um, increase, uh, you know, if we did jump up those free cash flow margins, it would pop it up for future years. However, as they're guiding in this current year to um, eight to 8.5, that puts their margins closer to what they've done historically. Now, if they come in at 8.5, um, that would actually increase their margins to I think around 14%, which would be a relatively high number compared to what they've done um, years prior to 2020. So if we do see that free cash flow margin expansion, that would actually be really, really good to see and would actually increase their value. It's just something that I'm not, uh, you know, in the conservative case, I just really don't want to make those assumptions that their free cash flow margins are going to expand, therefore, you know, making the company a little bit more valuable. So um, those are some of the things that I've been thinking about as in, as for Accenture as an investment. Um, the last thing I'll say here is I don't think there's enough margin of safety at their current prices. 
However, again, they are a world-class company. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. My name is Frank, Frank Finance.